Amen. Hey, Johnny. hey how are y'all? Yeah. What's up? Um, so, uh, my name is Johnny. Hello. Uh, I am sorry, this thing, I messed, I messed it up on the way over here. I mean, I walked like 10 feet, and I don't know how I messed it up. But um, I am the student pastor here. Um, I am so glad to be in worship with you uh, this Wednesday night. Um, just a beautiful time. I love having students in the same room uh, in here singing beautiful music. Way to go, band. Way to shred that guitar, Jesse. What's up? Yeah. Shredding. Love it. Love that. Um, so uh, just a quick word. I just really want to lift up something that Amanda said because um, she, she did a really good job of that. But I, I want to say it too. Um, Katie back there with the, with the Advent um, calendars for Life Song. And, you know, obviously for me, um, uh, adoption is a huge, huge, huge part of my life. I'm very, very passionate about that. Um, our, our son Charlie's adopted. Uh, we adopted him a little over a year ago. And um, it has just been an absolute blessing uh, in our lives. I know a lot of people say, oh, he's so lucky to have y'all. And uh, we really think that we're lucky to have him. Um, he is just such a blessing in our lives. And one of the things, he loves Christmas. Christmas is his favorite, right? He's been asking about Christmas since September and so it was November 1st. I, we had to make it through Halloween, and then we got all the Christmas stuff down. We've watched The Grinch about 40 times. We read it every night before bed. He reads The Grinch. He's four years old. He can't read, but he gets about halfway through The Grinch book verbatim because he just has it memorized now. He loves it. He absolutely loves it. Um, but one of the things we have to keep reminding him is that, you know, Christmas is fun, and it's joyful, and there's presents and all this, but that Christmas is not his birthday. <laughs> Because it's, it seems like as much as we celebrate, oh, this is fun and joyful, we sing the songs, and it's like, I want this, I want this for Christmas, I want that for Christmas. And everything he sees, he wants it, he wants it. And he's a kid, that's, it, that's what goes on with kids. But, you know, uh, we have to keep reminding them, that's fun, we like to give presents to each other, but Christmas is not your birthday. It's not my birthday, it's not mommy's birthday, it's not your birthday, it's Jesus' birthday. And we do this because we celebrate the gift that Jesus is to us. Um, and the love that Jesus and, and that God shared with us through Jesus, we share with each other. That's what we do. And so um, one of the ways that our family likes to celebrate this, and I, and I, I think this is really valuable. Some of your families already do that. Um, but one of the ways to kind of keep ourselves grounded in what Christmas means um, is, is to give. You know, we give presents to each other. We give, you know, presents to our family and all that kind of stuff. But to, to give to somebody who has zero ability Zero ability to give back to you. That's an amazing feeling. And that's an amazing thing to do. And that's such a simple way to do that. Such a simple way with a profound impact, you know, to, to participate in that calendar. So if you're looking for a way for Christmas to mean even more, and maybe you already have this. Maybe you're, your family volunteers somewhere. Maybe, maybe you have some other way of participating in that. But if you, if you haven't found that way, this is a fantastic way. Katie, would you raise your hand again? Katie's right back here. I would love for you to talk to her. Um, afterwards, and if, you're, if you have any questions about it whatsoever. That doesn't mean you have to take one, but if you just have questions, um, go talk to Katie. I'd love for you to do that. So uh, what we are going to talk about today um, is prayer. Now, prayer is one of those things that is kind of like one of those essential parts of the Christian life, right? Um, when you think about church and you think about Christianity, one of the top five things that you'll end up thinking about is praying, right? Because that's just such a normal part of Christianity. But it's also one of those really kind of unique parts to religion, right? If you're not a religious person, um, praying seems really awkward, right? Um, Really kind of a strange thing to do. Um, But also, um, little known fact, for lots of us Christians, praying is a very weird and strange thing to do. We don't quite understand 
what it is. We know what it's supposed to be, but it doesn't always feel like what it's supposed to, right? It feels like I'm just kind of talking into the air. Like, I don't, yeah, I don't know what's going on. So we're going to talk about prayer a little bit because it's something that we feel like we all should know about, yet very, very few of us know a lot about it. Um, and we're always scared to ask because we think we should just know. So we're going to talk about prayer on your little paper things that you got on the way in. Um, there's some blanks, and as we go through, we'll, we'll, um, we'll provide you with the words that go into those blanks. Um, these things are an opportunity for you to kind of fill this stuff out, write some notes. On the back side, there's a little notes section um, to write some stuff, and then, then to keep it, to reflect on it, to read it again later. Hopefully, um, there's a prayer that we'll be filling in those blanks. It'll turn out to be a prayer, um, and you can pray it tonight. So, prayer, when we talk about prayer, we have to start with this question. What is prayer? What is prayer? It seems like a simple thing to define, um, but it can be kind of difficult. So some people define it as talking to God, right? Prayer is talking to God. Um, prayer is kind of listing your concerns or your needs. Um, some people t- talk about prayer as wishing. <laughs> it's kind of like wishing on a star. I'm just throwing out my wishes out there. I, I, I wish to get an A on this test because I didn't study, and I know I actually won't get one. So if you know, if God, you can help me, I'm just going to close my eyes and pick answers and, you know, Jesus, take the wheel. I got this. You know, you, you just help me find the right answers. I've done that a time or two. It doesn't really work that well. God's not a very good test taker, <laughs> apparently. So, but what is prayer? What is prayer? Here's, here's a fancy pants definition for you, uh, for prayer. We have a slide for it. Um, it says, prayer is an expression of closeness with God. Um, I like to use the word intimacy. Expression is an, uh, prayer is an expression of intimacy with God, but some people are really uncomfortable with that word, so we can use closeness um, as well. Prayer is an expression of closeness with God. Think about this. Um, if you have somebody and you consider them your very best friend or somebody that's really important in your life, yet you never communicate with them whatsoever, um, how close could you really be with that person? You know, you could obviously be within close proximity. You could sit near that person, but the closeness, the, the, the shared uh, closeness that you would have would not exist. Part of that is the communication and the relationship. Also, through that communication is how you figure out how to be close, right? When I communicate with my wife, when I talk with her, we, I, I find out new things about her. We grow closer together because we become, become more like one person, Right? We share thoughts, we share concerns, we share our fears, we share our joys. And the more we share together, the closer we become. Now, same thing with God. Uh, prayer is an expression of the closeness. When Whenever we communicate with God, when we pray and we, we connect with God in that way, we are, we are expressing, one, our desire to be close to God, but also we are fostering that relationship. And prayer, prayer is vital, vital to our relationship with God. Uh, a couple weeks ago, Lauren, uh, we saw uh, a video sermon from Lauren about prayer and how important that is to our relationship with God. I would almost say it's, 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 almost, it's impossible to have a relationship with God without prayer because that's how you communicate, right? It, that's, it's, it's vital. It's vital to our spiritual health. It's vital to our relationship with God. Now, here's the thing. And, and really, I could preach a whole sermon on this and I'm, I'm just not going to. Um, but here's a quick thing to, to help us Help us understand a little bit about what prayer is. Um, If we treat prayer as if God is like a genie, uh, prayer is not going to work. Now, I'm not going to ask you to raise your hand. 
Um, I'll raise mine. I, I, at one point in time, kind of considered prayer the same thing as like rubbing on a lamp and a genie would come out and I would say, God, this is what I want. And God was supposed to make that happen, right? And it could be really well-intentioned things. You know, I want, I want peace in the world, God. God, I pray for peace in this world and I want that to happen. God, I pray for a car when I turn 16. God, I pray that this movie that I'm watching right now, my DVD, I don't know if y'all watch DVDs anymore, but I used to watch DVDs. And if there was a scratch on the DVD, it would like start skipping and like not, God, I wish this DVD would stop skipping, right? Like I wish it would play. I don't want to have to get up. Like I would treat God like a genie. In fact, that's not how prayer works. Prayer, I would argue, is more about the listening than the speaking. Prayer is more about hearing God than asking God for things. Now, don't, don't hear me wrong. It's okay to ask for things. It's okay to express what is on our hearts. But I think when I sit down and I say, God, I pray for peace in this world, what's more important is that I'm listening for God's voice on how I can be a part of that peace. Feel me? Like, I'm listening to God. I'm saying, God, I pray for peace. Not in a way that, like, God, I wish you would just take care of this. But in a way where I say, God, I'm passionate about there being peace in this world. I'm pa- maybe my family, maybe at my house, it is just turmoil. People are fighting all the time. There's not peace in my home. God, I pray that there is peace at home. And, and part of what I'm doing is, one, is I'm just, expressing, I'm, I'm just expressing my heart to God. But the second thing is this, is I'm listening. I'm listening for how God would have me be a part of that. How does God want me to be a bringer of peace in this situation? I, w- I would argue that, that, that um, prayer is, is more about the hearing, more about listening for God than just telling God what it is we want or need. So that's what prayer is. Um, the other thing that we know um, is as Christians, we follow Christ, right? We follow Jesus. Um, and Jesus prayed. Jesus prayed. And so I, I figure if Jesus does it, it's probably something valuable for my life too. Would you agree? Three people, excellent. Excellent. <laughs> if, if Jesus did something, I, I feel like it would be valuable for me to do it too in my life. So you can find in the book of Matthew, uh, it's the very first book of the New Testament. Matthew chapter 6, verses 9 through 13. You find a very familiar um, verse. You may, never, may have never read this in the Bible, but you have probably heard it before if you've been to church for any amount of time. It says this, uh, verse 9. This is Jesus talking, by the way. This, then, is how you should pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. And later manuscripts also have in there, for thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Uh, so, what's important to know is that if you've been to church for any amount of time, if you've, especially this church, you've probably heard that prayer prayed. And it's called the Lord's Prayer after Jesus. Jesus prayed it. We call it the Lord's Prayer, right? And in the Methodist church, at least, it's, it is, it's common practice to pray that, um, as well as other churches, but it's very common practice to pray that um, regularly at our worship services. 
And I know some of you in this room have prayed that. I'll, I'll tell you, whenever I was a kid, this was the very first thing. This was the very first part of church that I memorized, right? I went home and I was like, you know what? I'm going to go home and I'm going to memorize that Lord's Prayer. Had really had nothing to do with like, you know, the, the, the prayer itself. It had more to do with like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to show everybody I know how to do the Lord's Prayer at a really young age. And so I went home and I practiced. I was laying in the top bunk of our bunk bed and I'm laying there and I'm, I'm practicing the prayer and I was forgetting parts. And I was getting real frustrated. And, and by the next day, I finally had it down. We went to church and I was able to shout it really loud. Our Father, who art in heaven. It was a really tiny church too. Like it was really embarrassing probably for my parents. Um, but I memorized. It was the first thing I memorized. I didn't really know what I was praying, but I was praying it, right? I knew it was somewhat important because we said it every Sunday, and everybody seemed to know it, and so I needed to know it too. And it, 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 as, as I went on, I got into high school, and I was in college, and I'd pray this prayer. I thought this prayer was actually kind of dumb. <laughs> I thought it was kind of dumb because we just said it all the time. It didn't really mean anything to anybody. And I'm looking around, and I felt like nobody else really knew what was going on. We were just kind of praying it, right? And it do you ever do that sometimes when you just say the same? It's over and over and over again. And it just kind of feels old and it feels stale and it feels boring. You, you know it should be important, but it just doesn't feel important. Um, and, and so this is when I, I really was led to, when I, when I started leading um, student ministries here, I was really led to kind of do some, to, some study on this. I wanted to understand why this is the way that Jesus said to pray. All right, guys, if you have a question about praying, this then is how you should pray. Well, why should I pray this way? There's some weird words in here, and I don't feel like they mean anything, right? Why should I pray this way? And when I really began to look at the Lord's Prayer, it got new life for me. So this is what I want to share with you. I want to share with you what the Lord's Prayer looks like, why Jesus says the things that he says, and why it's important for us to know that too. Okay, so if you're one of those people that's like, I've prayed this, I pray this in church all the time, and I know the words, but I just kind of zone out when we do it. It's okay. I'm not judging you. I used to do the same thing. If you're in this room, maybe you're not Christian, maybe you never go to church, you never heard us before in your life, I'm about to introduce it to you. Here you go. This is, this is free stuff here. This is awesome. So here's how the prayer starts. When we, when we pray it here, right? I'm not going to read it straight from the scripture because over the years, you know, people use different scriptures and kind of pile it together. This is how we pray it in church, right? It starts off with, Our Father who art in heaven, right? That's where we'll start, right there. Our Father who art in heaven. This part is about recognition. This is where we recognize, right? This is recognition of who we are talking to. Our Father who art in heaven. This is kind of like when you start a letter, right? Dear so-and-so. This is, Dear God, right, and who art in heaven. That's the address, right? That's how it gets there, right? Our Father, who art in heaven. This is like starting your prayer, prayer with, hey, God, you know, sup, God? Hey, God, what's going on? You know, but here's, here's why this is important. God knows, God knows who God is. Like, he doesn't need you to tell him. Um, here's, here's why this is important. Um, God, uh, Jesus is addressing God and in a way that Jesus understood God, right? So here's what I want to encourage you to do. When you begin your prayers, when you, you could say, Our Father, you could say, Dear God, you can say, Hey God. Um, but you can say, what, this, is, this is how you express how you see God. Sometimes, you'll, if you come to church often in my services, you'll hear me say, Gracious God. That's how I start lots of my prayers. Because that's how, first and foremost, how I see God is full of grace. I think it's the most beautiful part of God. So that's how I address God, gracious God. Sometimes it's God of mercy. Sometimes it's holy God. You know, however, but that's how I address it. Next thing is this. 
Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Now, this is the one that always tripped me up. Second line, and I'm already all messed up. I can't even pray this anymore because all I can think about is Halloween. Hallowed looks like Halloween to me. And I'm thinking, well, Halloween be thy name. Like, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> I thought Halloween was like the opposite of God. I don't know. Like, you know, always true. It's not, by the way, but it just always tripped me up. Always tripped me up. Um, Hallowed actually means holy, right? It, it means greatly revered or greatly respected. Um, dear God in heaven, holy be your name. Awesome be your name, right? That, that's what this means. It's adoration. We are adoring God. We are telling God how awesome God is to us, right? We are praising God in this moment. The next thing is this. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So we start with recognition. Recognize who we're speaking to. Then we go to adoration. We're, singing, we're saying praises. We're adoring God for who God is. And then the third thing, notice the order in which we're going in here. The third thing is submission. Now, this is a hard one for a lot of us. We don't like to submit to people, but it's submission. This, this doesn't say, my kingdom come, my will be done. This says thy, which is old-time English for saying yours, right? God, above all else, before I get to anything else, I want you to know that this is what's most important to me, is your kingdom and your will. And I want it to be here on earth. That's my main thing, God. First and foremost, hello. Secondly, you're awesome. Thirdly, everything about who you are, I want it to be here. It's my number one priority, God. Submission. Is that, is that boring you? I'm sorry. <laughs> Whoever sighed really big over there. <laughs> um, here's this. Here's, the, here's why this is important. This helps us keep things in perspective. Helps us keep things in perspective. Who's number one? Who's number two? Y'all have heard of the I am second videos? That's what that means. God's number one. I'm number two, right? Like, so here we go. God is first. Your things are first. Everything is in perspective. Um, so we got recognition. We got adoration. We got submission. And then the next one that's kind of in threes, right? It's, it's give us, forgive us, and lead us. So give us this day our daily bread. After, after we tell God, your thing is first, now we ask, right? Give us, God. This is where our needs come in. God wants to hear them. God already knows them, but he wants to hear them anyways. Give us this day our daily bread, God. Here's the important part, though, is daily bread. This is not give us this day our Ferrari, God. <laughs> give us this day our A in chemistry. Give us this day, you know, it, this is daily bread, is one, it's, a, it's, a, it's kind of a, a calling back to um, the Moses story when they're in the desert and each day they got their own bread and they just picked what they needed for the day, right, to sustain themselves. But this is give us this day our daily bread, God. This is basically a prayer for life, reminding us that God is the sustainer. This is about needs and not wants. God, give us this day our daily bread. Uh, give us, forgive us, next, Forgive us our trespasses. We say trespasses in the Methodist church. If you're a Baptist tradition, you probably said dead or debtors. Um, uh, but forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Forgiveness is always an important thing. It's recognizing we're not perfect. But here's what's really crazy about this. Forgive us as we forgive others. That's always the harder part, right? 
it's really easy to ask God, like, oh, God, I screwed up again. Like, forgive me. And, and, he, and God does. But it's, it's the hard part is forgiving the people that wrong us, right? And this, this requires us, when we pray this prayer, this requires us to focus on our heart and ask, are there areas of my life where I have yet to forgive? Are there, place, are there people or places that have wronged me that I'm holding a grudge? And I'm praying, God, forgive me as I forgive other people, and I'm not forgiving other people. Now, hear me when I say, God's love is not earned, right? God gives God's love freely. But it does demand that we examine our own heart and pay attention uh, to the things that are, that's in there. The last thing is this, lead us, God. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. We, we know that God is our leader, and, and we pray that God, in the, in the good and in the bad times, to lead us. Lead us in his direction. God, lead us down your path. Lead us toward your kingdom. Lead us in your will. Lead us in the good and the bad times. And then finally, we end the prayer, for thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. This is just a reminder of all the things that we started the prayer with. The reason we pray this prayer in our church, I can't speak for other churches, but in our church, this is the, this is the reason we pray this prayer every single Sunday. We pray this prayer every single Sunday because it keeps us grounded. One, it keeps us grounded in prayer, but secondly, it keeps us grounded in, in the prayer that Jesus taught us to pray. Right? This is a very important prayer, and it keeps us grounded and connected to the heart of Christ as Christ communicated it to God. And because we say it all the time, I know it can, it can become redundant. It can become lifeless. It can become mundane. It can just kind of become boring, and you can kind of tune it out. You can probably recite the words without even hearing it. But if we know how to engage it, if we know what we're saying in the prayer, if we know that we're recognizing God, that we're adoring God, <clears throat> sorry, if we're recognizing God, adoring God, if we're submitting to God, we're telling God, you come first. If we're, if we're requesting things, give us, forgive us, and lead us. If we know how to engage this prayer, it can have new life again. And here's the other thing I want you to hear. When, when Jesus says, this then is how you should pray, Jesus doesn't mean that you have to use these exact words all the time. That's not what Jesus is saying. But what Jesus is saying is that those elements, those elements of prayer is how you should pray. Recognizing who God is, praising and adoring God, submitting to God's will, recognizing that you are submitting to God's will, affirming that God comes first, um, asking for your needs, petitioning God for what it is that you need, asking for forgiveness, asking to be led. Those things, this is how you should pray. This is how you should address God. This is how we connect with God because it's not these specific words that are the most important, but it's what these words communicate about our relationship with God that is important. So here is my, my hope for all of us here. Maybe you're in this room and you're like, you know what? I really don't ever pray. <laughs> it's just not a thing. It's always seemed weird to me. I just don't do it, right? Uh, my, my hope is that maybe with this prayer that you have written down right here that you can take with you, maybe, maybe, it's, maybe it's a way to get started because I know for me when I first started praying, I didn't even know how to, I didn't know what to do. Like, am I supposed to stand a certain way or like kneel or like do you do the hands like this or like this? Like I, I wasn't sure how. 
Well, I'll tell you how. Just start saying words to God. And there's some words right there if you need them. We wrote them down for you. Um, would love for you to use those words. Um, if, if maybe you have prayed before, but it's not a regular thing for you, I, I hope that you get back into the habit. And, and start that by just picking a time. Picking a time each day. It doesn't have to be right before bed. I used to always think I had to pray right before sleep, right? And what would happen? <laughs> Which is a great way to fall asleep, talking to God, I guess. You know. But then I always felt bad. I was like, man, I never got to finish the prayer. Like, I never got to say amen and all that stuff. And I was like talking to God on the phone. just didn't say goodbye. I just hung up on him, right? Um, so pick any, whatever time works best for you. I mean, just pray at night. Pray in the morning. You know, pray in the shower out loud so everybody thinks you're weird, you know. <laughs> you know, pray, pray whenever. You know, set an alarm on your phone that every day at this time, I'm going to pray, right? And it doesn't have to be 30 minutes long. It could just be a quick, hey, God, thank you for this day. You know, I'm glad to be here. I hope today I, I, can, I can show you to the world. Um, just little simple, easy prayers. But it's got to start somewhere. I hope you start. And for those of you in here, that you got like a rocking prayer life. You're already praying all the time. You're praying right now, in fact. Like, you're pr- congratulations. And I hope you teach somebody how you got to where you are. Because, this is, like I said before, this is a vital part of our Christian walk. It's a vital part of our relationship with God. And it's vital to our spiritual health. Um, and I know it can sound weird if you're in this room and you think it sounds weird. Just give it a shot. Give it a shot. You don't have to do it out loud in front of everybody. Try it on your own. Give it a shot because I know it changes, it changes people. It's transformative. You're going to have a little bit of time to talk about this in your group. I talked a little too long. But you're going to have some time in your group to, to explore this a little bit more um, and make this meaningful for you. So before we, before we get there, uh, let me pray for us real quick and then somebody's going to come up and dismiss you, okay? Gracious God, we thank you for this time here. God, we thank you for your faithfulness and your presence in this place. God, we pray that as we seek to do your will, as we seek to follow your son, Jesus, God, that we continue to foster our relationship with you. That even when we don't find the words, that we connect, God. Because our connection with you is vital to our spiritual health and our relationship. And we want to be close to you, God. Draw us nearer as we seek your face. In your name we pray.